This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. Welcome, everybody, to the Holland Assets Podcast. It's episode number something or other, 80-something, right, Chris? But this is a weird one uh, to keep track of, and I'll tell people why in just a moment. First of all, I am Craig, your host, and over there... Chris. And and by over there, Chris, over there has a whole new meeting today because... <laughs> As I understand it, you, uh, I don't know, you must have gotten back in the truck and got really excited and you drove across the Atlantic <laughs> Ocean. Where are you? I'm in uh, the lovely country of Morocco. Which is amazing. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I hope you're, hope you're having a good time over in Morocco. That sounds awesome. But we couldn't possibly not deliver a podcast episode. Wherever you are in the world, Chris, it's, it's, <laughs> it's got to happen, right? Yeah, no, nothing will stop us. No, um, I'm, I'm over here for for my military job, and uh, yeah, nothing's going to stop us. We're going to do it. It's going to be a short one. It's going to be simple, but we're going to get one out. Right on. Um, so before we do that, I'll just remind people: go to hollandassetsllc.com for full show notes uh, and ba- the backlog of all the episodes. You can search through those there. Uh, you can also get in touch with us in the comments section on those pages, or you can go to Facebook and search Holland Assets there. Also, don't forget, if you enjoy the podcast, like what we do here, then please, please go leave a five-star review on your favorite service. It helps other people find us, uh, and it helps stroke our egos. It's really just, you know, it's a win-win for everybody. So yeah, please, five-star reviews, if you like what we do, would be much appreciated. Now, Chris, Today, because you are out and about, you are a uh, you're a jet setting, world traveling playboy. You know, at least this week, um, and uh, and so we're going to keep this one pretty short. Now, usually we do an impact tip at the end of uh, every episode, at least for the last little while. And so the impact tip is a really short, quick sentence, and then we'll expound on that a little bit. That's pretty much what we're going to do today: is give people a really quick in and out impact tip, right? That's it. And what is you it? You ready? Drum roll. I'm ready. All right. It's uh, don't be indecisive. Are you sure? Um, I don't know. Should I be? <laughs> no, yeah, I cracked nice myself one. up, by the way. That's, that's good. Okay, so don't be Craig's indecisive. going into this cold, too. I didn't email him a normal outline that uh, that I normally do. So he's he is completely in the dark like everybody else on what's going to happen here. We're, we're going to find out just how professional I am, Chris. That's, that's what's going to happen today. Uh, or we're going to find out if there's absolutely no difference in the quality of the show. <laughs> so don't be indecisive. What brought this up? There had to be something that, uh, that brought this to mind for you. Yeah, there was, a, there was a pretty good trigger, a pretty unique experience in my life last week um, that, that brought this up. So I, uh, I, I like to mountain bike ride and I'd gone for a mountain bike ride up in the mountains um, you know, not too far my, um, by my house. And um, I, I, unlike you, I live on the wrong side of the tracks. So <laughs> on, the, on the way back from uh, my mountain bike ride early in the morning, I'm driving and coming, uh, approaching the tracks, the train tracks. And this particular set of train tracks is kind of it's kind of long there's a bunch of sets of tracks there's like a set of three tracks and then another track and then another track and so because it's so long they decided to put up a traffic light on top of the crossing arms hmm. at the tracks so 
I'm approaching the tracks. There's a car in front of me. The traffic light turns red and, and not like, not like a yellow punch it. I'm going to make it through. I mean, this was for both me and the car in front of me, plenty of time to stop. Well, the person in front of me um, stops a little too late and stops well in front of the, uh, the stop line. And her, her car is completely in front of the stop line. She's stopped. And about five seconds later, the, the crossing guard lights come on. And, and at this point, like I've backed up to try to give her some space to make sure she's got plenty of space to back up. Well, she just sits there. The arm comes down. Her car is completely in front of the, the crossing guard arm. Oh, geez. And, and so I'm, I'm at this point, like a little bit worried for her. And so she's not, um, she's not on the track, but she's in, well, I, it, from my vantage point at that point, it's kind of hard to tell. I, I can tell there's a chance she is. She's definitely not like all the way on the track, but I can tell there's probably maybe the front part of her car on the track. And, you know, a few seconds after that, you know, five seconds or so you hear the horn of the train coming down and, and you can see a train and it's, it's not a freight train. It's a commuter train. But in, in Utah, that, that commuter rail train, I mean, it's running like 60 miles an hour oh, and it's a, it's a big train. I mean, it's the, the, the engine on it's almost the size of a, a regular freight train engine. I mean, they're big and it's just barreling down the track and you can see it. And the, the lady in front, I mean, she's got two options that, well, I guess she's got three options at this point. She can pull forward because there's, there's actually, there's room for her to pull forward and get out of the way. And there's time for her to do that. She can back up, which would, you know, she'd back into the crossing guard arm, probably scratch her car up a little bit, or she can just sit. And she decides to sit. And so I, I start to think, okay, there's three sets of tracks right here. From my vantage point, it's kind of hard to tell which um, set the train is on. So I assume it's probably on a different set because she's not doing anything. I figure she thinks she can just kind of hold tight and the train will pass. Well, the train gets closer and closer. And the next thing you know, guess what happens? Don't tell me. Crunch. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, that train just just blew into that car like it was nothing. It, and, and luckily, it, was, it had just hit the front probably maybe two or three feet behind the front of the car. You know, that whole engine compartment just absolutely obliterated. The car spins about 90 degrees, land, you know, runs into the um, crossing guard arm post doesn't hit it all that hard, but her airbags deploy. And because it's a short train, I mean, it's gone down the tracks in, in a matter of seconds. And I get out of the car, I'm right behind her. So I get out of the car, go open her door, you know, check on her. Um, she's really rattled, um, probably in shock, but doesn't look like any worse for the wear. She, she got lucky. And, you know, by the time I'd left the scene, the ambulance was there checking on her, but I don't, I doubt she got taken in. I think she was probably other than being extremely rattled. Okay. My gosh. I, you know, I, I'm sitting here trying to think of silver linings and all I can think of is that for the rest of her life at parties, her interesting fact about herself is I got hit <laughs> by a train. Um, but other than that, like that is, that's horrifying. So yeah, it, it, it was a scary situation. It could have absolutely ended a lot worse if that train or if that car would have been about another two or three feet forward on the tracks, it, it probably would have killed her because it, it was barreling full speed. So when you're talking about indecision, basically what you're getting at is she 
couldn't decide whether to back up or go forward. Oh, it's a it's a red light. I don't want to go across the tracks. There's yeah. a train coming. There's a red light. Ah, uh, I'll just sit tight. And that turned out to be just about the worst thing that she could have done. Absolutely. You see that kind of thing in, in business all the time. You know, it's one of the things they teach us in the military all the time is it's usually better to make a not perfect decision than make no decision at all. And this is a perfect example of that. If, you know, if she would have backed up, you know, that wouldn't have been the perfect decision. The perfect decision would have been to just pull forward because she had time and room to pull forward, get out of the way through the intersection would have been no issues at all. If she would have backed up, you know, she probably would have got some scratches car maybe damage the crossing guard arm not as significant as what happened with her um with her car so you know that, that's a perfect example just indecision was absolutely the wrong thing to do she could have gone forward she could have gone back either of those decisions would have been better than what she ended up doing ah, so interesting so Tell me about, uh, relate this in business terms. And I know you've worked with truckers for a long time. It's not just been about since you started the podcast and since you started hauling assets, you've been working with truckers for a long time. Can you relate this to some concrete examples of things that you've seen people do or not do um, in, you know, whether they're being very decisive or not, and it, you know, turns out poorly. Can you relate this to those situations? Yeah. So I, I, I've, I've been trying to think of a, a, a few situations in my life where that has kind of happened. And, and I think, you know, uh, I, there's lots of them, but one that's really easy to understand is, is some of my real estate purchases. You know, I've, I've, you know, growing up or, you know, the beginning of my adult life, I started buying rental properties instead of houses. My wife and I had live in one unit, rent out the other ones. And, and some of those purchases that I made weren't the best decisions. Like I, I probably went into them a little bit too fast, didn't really spend a, as much time um, showing and, and finding properties. I probably could have found their properties for a better price than the ones I did. And so what were those decisions that I made? Perfect decisions. No, but I made a decision. I did something. And now, you know, 15 years later, those have changed into really good decisions. I mean, they're really good properties. They've been good investments and, and in the long run are going to make me a lot of money. So I think that's one really good example in, so in my life. That's interesting because, um, yeah, in that case, if you bought the wrong property and didn't make the kind of money you were hoping to make, didn't, uh, you know, didn't pay off the way you were hoping, it still would have, and I'm sure did pay off in experience. Okay. So yeah, now I've got this property and maybe it's not exactly what I was looking for, but that helps me understand what I'm going to look for on the next one or what to do to help this one to grow or whatever. So I guess um, it could be a similar thing. Like if, uh, if somebody is thinking about starting their trucking company, they want to get their own authority and get out on the road by themselves. I want to be an owner operator, but they're sitting there, they're, indecisive, like, oh, is now the right time? Uh, am, you know, am I depleting my reserves? Am I this or that? Like, is everything lining up perfectly? And so they freeze and they don't do anything. Whereas if you start the company, um, it may not go exactly the way you wanted it to, you know, for the first little while, but what you're not gaining in money, you're at least gaining in experience um, and, you know, building contacts and whatever. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, absolutely. On the right track here. I, th I think that's a really good way to look at it because that, that happens all the time. I see that 
whether it's in the trucking industry or anywhere when people start a business, I, I see people tell me all the time, hey, I've, I've always wanted to own my own business. I've always wanted to do this. And, and oftentimes people are waiting for the perfect conditions to be able to do that. Well, in most situations, you're never going to find the perfect condition. Right. You know, it, it, a lot of the times it's just it's better to say, OK, you know what, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to be a little uncomfortable, but I'm going to do it. We're going to get started. We're going to go. And, and that's where that you know, not being indecisive helps you, you know, it's the catalyst that gets you going and really, you know, gets you down that path that you want to go down. Um, and, and if you're just indecisive forever, you're never going to move anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, you know, that's not to say that somebody shouldn't prepare uh, for a big jump like that. You know, if you want to go out on your own, start your own business, you should be prepared. Um, but, but preparing yourself is one thing. You can't prepare externalities. You can't uh, wait for, like you say, the perfect time. Um, and so, yeah, there's a, I guess, a difference there in, in you know, if, if you are prepared, then you don't have to be indecisive, cause, you know, because the world can throw whatever it wants at you. And, um, you know, if you're prepared, hopefully uh, it'll, it'll work out, right? Yeah, and I think that's a that's a really good way to put it. And another thing that uh, the military, you know, as long as I've been in the military, they've always talked about taking initiative, right? You know, taking initiative, being proactive, getting things done. You know, if if you're in a in a firefight and um, you know you've got some contact coming from one direction, you know, you're better off to you know make an assault team and have a suppressive fire unit and, and you, it, you know, it's your responsibility to take some initiative and make those things happen, especially if you're in a leadership role where over, over time, you know, especially in the last four or five years, they, they've kind of changed that tune. Instead of um, talking about taking the initiative, they've added one word to it and they, they, they say, take discipline initiative. Mm. And I think that's a really good way to put it because if you just take initiative all the time, you know, sometimes that you, you could be running 180 degrees in the wrong direction. So it's trying to find that right balance between, you know, being disciplined, being methodical about the decisions that you make and, and making a decision and taking that initiative. So you don't just want to run into things blindly, but you don't also want to wait too long to make things happen. Oftentimes it's better to do execute a good plan now than wait six months to execute a perfect plan that you've developed. Makes a ton of sense. And this is the part where I get to plug our earlier episodes. So people should make sure, you know, listen to the, the run of Holland assets. We've kind of uh, designed this podcast to give people a crash course episode from episode one to now. And so if people are just joining us here, go back, listen to them, get yourself that education, make yourself a business plan and be prepared and go for it. Right. Uh, yeah. As soon as, as soon as you feel prepared, don't be, don't be indecisive. Go for it. Absolutely. We've, and we've talked a lot about in the past and it's been a little while since we've really touched this subject. We, we've talked about having that owner mindset, right. Mm -hmm. And, and having initiative and that disciplined initiative is critical to a, a, an owner's mindset. You have to be able to make decisions and you have to be able to make good decisions. They don't always have to be perfect decisions, but make good decisions. Yeah. Well, very good. I think that sounds like a pretty good place to leave it. Uh, but Chris, do you have any final thoughts on this subject? Oh, I think that wraps it up pretty well. Okay, very good. So like I said, short and sweet episode, just the impact tip. 
Um, I don't know, whatever. People can meme that all day long, I suppose. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, hope, hope this was helpful to people. And uh, Chris, I'll see you when you are back in the Western Hemisphere. Um, and we'll do another episode for people then. Sounds great. Thanks, Craig. All right. See you later. See you.